Well, happy Tuesday, August 18th, everyone, and I hope everybody is having a great day today. So today's uh, gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 19, a very familiar passage that we're, uh, we've heard a lot about. It's easier for the camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Lots of discussion has been around that passage for, well, probably ever since he said it. And in fact, it was, because the rest of that passage does show just that. But it's based on an experience, an encounter that Jesus has with a young man just prior to what he's saying. And we recall that that encounter, this young man comes up to Jesus and he says, teacher, what good must I do to possess everlasting life? And Jesus says, well, you know, why do you question me about what is good? You know, there's, there's one who is good, and if you want to enter into everlasting life, and then he goes ahead and reiterates um, some of the commandments, some of what Moses took with him from the tablets. Now, a couple of really interesting things about that exchange right there that plays into the reading of today has to do with the first question of the young man. It says, what good must I do to possess everlasting life? Like it's another possession that we can go out and get a hold of and bring into our life. Um, and Jesus replies back, this is what we do to enter into everlasting life. It's part of a journey. It's part of we're walking into it. We can't go out to the store and buy it. We can't just find it here and grab it. It's not a possession. It's a relationship. And so today's reading starts out. Um, Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen. It will be hard for one who is rich to enter in the kingdom of heaven. Well, he had just told this young man, this young man had come back and he after Jesus gives him this list of the commandments, um, you shall not kill, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. The young man says, hey, I've done all this stuff. You know what further, you know, things do I need to do? Now, to the young man's credit, I have to say, he could have stopped right there because Jesus didn't initiate the rest of this conversation. He didn't come back and say, okay, young man, do you got that? He said, this is, what, this is the good you need to do. But there was something inside the young man, a yearning, obviously, or some perhaps, that he just felt there was something else. What more do I need to do? I'm doing the law. I'm doing this exactly as I'm supposed to. And that's the beautiful part that comes through in today's reading is what more must I do? And so he says, again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, who then can be saved? Really interesting line. Jesus, as we know, so often uses Old Testament uh, words of the prophets, uses the traditions that he grew up in. Now, I wanted to have a great little prop here. I was hoping that I could get from one of my grandkids or something, one of those big old stuffed camels. You know, that would have been cool, wouldn't it, Ed? I was looking for it, you know, and I like, could try to, you know, 
get a little needle and put it together. Yeah, it didn't work. However, an interesting thing, though, is that Jesus drawing on that analogy is an analogy that had already been kind of utilized in the Middle East in different fashions and different forms. One of the forms then comes out of actually the Babylonian Talmud is that essentially the same thing, but instead of a camel, it uses an elephant. Easier for an elephant to go through. So I got a little elephant here, and I got a little needle just to give an idea. So can you, you probably can't see that needle. Can you get a close-up on the needle? I don't know. So we got a little needle here, and we got the elephant, and it's not going to work. We, we know that. So, um, but that's as close as I could get to that. So we'll put the elephant down here. That elephant, by the way, is a really, really nice engraved uh, carving from my parents from years ago when they were traveling abroad. But the idea, obviously, is that it's not too easy. It's impossible. Now, many people, of course, from around the ninth century, there began this little tradition that the eye of the needle might have been in literally this little gate, you know, that if the camel kind of crawled down, it could get through, and, you know, and that's okay. Uh, but most scholars will agree that the Greek used for the word needle here in Matthew and Mark is literally a sewing needle. And in Luke, who we tradition says is the physician, uh, actually is the word refers to a surgical needle. So however you want to take it, the point is, it's not going to be the easiest thing. And the disciples, who can be saved? From us sitting here in this culture today, might have been a little difficult to understand maybe where the disciples were coming from because we would say well it makes sense he's talking about give up wealth and positions and come to me but in the culture of the time there was a great belief that the giving of alms when one gave alms that helped assure you your eternal life so essentially, when the young man says, what must I do to possess eternal life? It's like, in a sense, I don't want to say buying, but in a sense, it's kind of like I'm doing something for it with what I have, my possessions. And that would have been the mindset of many in this particular culture. And so for the apostles, the disciples who had literally may have had, some of them may have had a lot of possessions, we really don't know. Perhaps a few of them did. They certainly had a lot of fishing uh, gear and tackle and boats and all that, um, businesses and other things that they gave up to follow Jesus. So they gave up what they might have considered their way into heaven. That was a pretty big thing to do. Now, that's totally different in a little sense than so often how we want to think about it. But certainly it's a good thing because um, good things, good things, when we do good things, that gets us there. And that's what their thought is. So um, what can we do then? We gave everything up. We don't have anything to get ourselves into heaven. So Jesus goes on. He says, well, you know, for men, this is impossible. You know, the bottom line, none of us, absolutely not one of us, has it all together enough to enter into the kingdom of heaven all on our own or through our own um, actions, through our own wants, through our own desires. But, he goes on, but for God, all things are possible. You know, it's pretty amazing what God can do with a lump of clay. He creates us 
and creates this beautiful world. And it creates the beautiful opportunity we have to be in relationship, not only with God, but with one another as well. And, Jesus, and then Peter says to him in reply, says, Lord, we've given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Again, that mindset, Lord, we gave up all of our possessions. We gave up what might get us there. You know, how are we going to get there? What are we going to do? How, how possibly? No, it's an okay question. There's nothing wrong with what Peter's saying here, especially if it's just coming from his heart. Now, if he's kind of thinking, well, you know, I'm going to give this up so I can get this, there's a little different story going on here. But he's probably really kind of in, you know, pondering what's going on. Um, I really emptied myself of so much. And here's the beautiful reply, of course. Jesus says to him, amen, amen, I say to you that you who have followed me, followed me into the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on the throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters, father, mother, or children, or lands for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times more, will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Following me. Perhaps that Following me is what the rich young man was really needing. And Jesus was trying to tell him that when he said, well, and he says, what more must I do? He says, well, go sell all of your possessions and then come on back and we'll talk about it. Because the things that we believe root us and give us our opportunities in life, well, they're fine for the temporal existence, but for an eternal relationship, and even for a relationship right now with our Lord, they're not going to cut it. What we need to do is empty ourselves totally of all we have, give of ourselves to Jesus, following Jesus, simply that. So perhaps today and um, our day as we go through and a little reflection might be, is there something in our life that maybe we could just um, let go of? Let go of that we think is the way that is getting us to someplace else, but in truth might be a little bit of a stumbling block. Have a great day, everyone.